Hi, everybody. Before I replay the stream, I wanted to just mention here that what follows was an exceptionally fun live stream, but might get rambly at times. I didn't have a guest, so it's just me talking into a mic for most of this recording. If that's not your thing, I get it. I'm trying to line up more guests, and I'm hoping to have some more news on that front soon. Anyway, on with the show. Word of the week. Okay, I think I'm live. Hi. (laughs) It's always so weird to like start into one of these and see if it works. So I I think it's live. Um, Hopefully y'all can hear me okay. Because I don't know because I'm on a delay. So this is fun. Um, Greetings and welcome to another exciting episode of Veronica Explains Live Word of the Week, which is kind of a new thing I'm doing and and it's going to be fun. We got people coming in saying hi. Hi, we're going to talk about distros today, which is going to be fun. And just so everybody knows, the idea behind this is that we're going to do this as a live stream as a discussion, I'll get your feedback as we go, but then I'm going to repackage this into a podcast uh, for folks who can't catch it live and who might want to listen to it in audio form, which I think will be neat. So yes, okay, we got people saying video and audio is good. Excellent. So I wanted to show a quick little stinger video that I put out. I might make this a YouTube short. I I haven't decided. I have mixed feelings about YouTube shorts, but a lot of my friends who make YouTube videos are are doing shorts now and they're really liking it. So I'm going to show a quick stinger in a minute. But for those of you who are on the live stream, I wanted to show you something cool that I got the other day. This is a Sony Mavica and it is a, it is an actual digital camera that takes floppy disks, which is super cool. And I think this is a lot of fun. I think this is super neat. And I I wanted to let's let's bask in some of its interest here. Ah, that sound it takes me back. I, I had this stuff like in the AV lab as a kid and and getting one now is is just super cool. I'm gonna snap a photo. There we go. <laughs> I just think this is so cool. Okay, so I wanted to talk about it. If if people, oh, Boris is here. Hi, Boris. Um, if 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 anybody wants to nerd out about a Mavica in a future video or something, let me know. I'm I'm tempted to do something with it. It's it's super. It's just super cool. You know the way it, it it's a floppy disk camera. I who doesn't love that? Okay. So now, without further ado, let's get started. And I'll show you the new little stinger video for the Veronica explains word of the week. Word of the Week. The Veronica Explains Word of the Week is distro. Distro is short for distribution, and a Linux distro is any operating system using the Linux kernel. In practice, a Linux distro is a collection of software including a Linux kernel, system tools, some kind of window management stack, and often a desktop environment. It can be confusing to choose a distro, and lots of folks on the internet have strong opinions about what's best and what isn't. My advice is to hop around, 
use more than one, and just enjoy the complicated world of using Linux. This has been the Veronica Explains Word of the Week. Stay tuned to this channel for more friendly tips. Okay, <laughs> so hopefully that explains it a little bit. Um, so just to reiterate, distro, the, the official dictionary definition of distro is short for distribution, and a Linux distro is any operating system using the Linux kernel. That's the dictionary definition that I printed out earlier. So how do we feel about that definition? Now, one of the goals with this show is that I want to not only define the word, but then refine the space around the word. So it's kind of what I'm going for here. So, so if you're watching this live, leave a comment with how you feel about distros and whether or not they really ultimately matter in the Linux space. Um, how do they matter to you? What is important in choosing a distro? And and let's just let's talk about it because I think this is a super important topic. Folks get really hung up with distros. It's probably the number one comment I get in my videos is people looking for recommendations about distros in one way or another. They want to know if I what I think about Ubuntu or what I think about Red Hat or what I think about learning a distro for work or learning a distro for home lab or learning a distro just to use on the desktop. And I can entirely get that this is a complicated thing for folks who are new to Linux. And I've been doing this for long enough to where I feel like I've got a pretty good wrapper around it for me. And so I wanted to talk about that wrapper a little bit today and just go into how I describe it. So I tend to think of a distro as being like a, a family. A distro is like the family that lives in a house. The house is like a desktop environment. You can change houses, but you're still the same family on the inside. And that's how I tend to think about this stuff, is the distro is like a culture, and the distro is a collection of the software packages, but also who's maintaining them, what their motivations are. Is it a corporate entity versus a community entity? Um, all that goes into it, and I think that makes it a super important decision. So I do think distros are very important. Now, let's read what, what some of you are saying here in the comments. Now, because this is going to be a podcast, I'm going to read what you say out loud for the people watching at home afterward. Um, let's see. Oh, we got so many of them. Okay, uh, a few people, there's so much. Boris says, they matter, but in reality, you're only choosing between a handful of them and the rest are forks. I'm totally with you, Boris. I So much of this is window dressing, in, at least in my opinion. And window dressing is good. We like window dressing. Window dressing is important, but it's window dressing. Um, it's it's it can be more than that but you know when i get people saying i don't like ubuntu i like kubuntu 
<laughs> you you like Ubuntu just fine. Um, there is a very strong tie to the the baseline distro for a lot of these. You know, um, a, a lot of Ubuntu forks still feel like Ubuntu, and you can get stuff done in an Ubuntu way if you're trying to Google it. Um, other things really deviate from that and can really become their own separate thing. Um, let's see. We've got, I'm checking out some of the other comments here. So many distros. That's another question I want to ask. Are there too many distros? What do you think? I don't think there are too many distros. That's me personally. But, you know, everybody's got their own thing. Um, a few people say there are too many distros uh, in the comments. Is a distro, if a distro is a house, then what does that make stuff like flat pack and snap? Houseboats? Tents? Ooh. Oh, that's good. I like that. That's a good question. I didn't, I wasn't expecting, Bromine asked that. I wasn't expecting that. Um, if a distro is a house, I think of flat pack and snap when it comes to the distro as being like the, it's something you build with. It's, it. they're, they're like utilities. They're part of the house, but they aren't the house. Um, they flat pack and snap help your house move. <laughs> you can kind of do different things in different places. I'd say that. Um, it helps your house feel more like home. Uh, flat pack's more like Ikea. <laughs> I, I, that, was, that was a dumb joke. I'm sorry. I apologize. Um, but I think it's exciting. I, I, I like what flat pack does. Like, that's me personally. I know not everybody does. That YouTube is yelling at me to insert an ad. No. Um, why do they need me to do that? Okay. Flatpak and Snap are the mail service to the house, says Scratching the Cert. I like that. There you go. Um, that's fantastic. Uh, Springles says, I would love to see something based on Rocky Linux. That would be something super interesting. Uh, you know, that is that is an interesting idea. Rocky is is uh, like they, they do a good job. Rocky, I don't tend to recommend them for desktops because it's it's really not engineered as a modern desktop, but I honestly haven't tried Rocky 9 yet as a desktop. Um, if they've added FlatHub, that would be amazing. If you know if they've added FlatHub, sound off in the comments. Um, Regal says they're all just tools. Um, yeah. They are. They're they're they are tools, um, and it's true. And to a certain extent, it's less important that you have a favorite distro as you have a favorite set of tools that you know how to use and that you're comfortable with in a variety of different places. Particularly if you're going to be a system administrator, because you know we don't get to necessarily decide. Uh, on any given day, I'm working with Debian. I'm working with CentOS or Red Hat or, you know, something along those lines. Um, less CentOS now. Um, I'm working with Rocky. I'm working sometimes with Fedora or, or something really specific. Um, other times I'm working with Proxmox or TrueNAS, you know, something completely self-contained as a concept for a Linux distro. And that's, that's an exciting thing. Um, Leah says <laughs> that the distros are furniture. I like that. Um, okay. The variety on distros, Giacomo says the variety of distros is great when the justification goes past software choices and more into the core of what they want to achieve with the distro. 
Yeah, I I like that. I I do agree. Because sometimes the um it's a different distro, but there's a, it's the same distro you had before, but a few different software choices. Sometimes that can get tedious from a bifurbrication standpoint. Um, totally with people on that. Um, I tend to think it's pretty important to make a decision, especially on a, on a desktop, make a decision and stick with it for a while. Um, people, it's good to distro hop if you know what you're doing and if you're comfortable with it. But if you don't like the wallpaper, that keep trying it past that because you might find something that you really like. Like maybe you didn't like, I mean, I'm just gonna pick one at random. Maybe you didn't like OpenSUSE at first because you didn't like its look. But then as you get to know OpenSUSE and you get to using it, um, you find Yast is really good for your workflow. Um, that's That's critical. That's super important. And if you only look at the surface level, that's going to be an issue. Um, it's one of my critiques. Like one of the reasons I don't do all that much with distro reviews is, you know, I try to frame them as first looks if I'm going to do one because I think the only good solid review is one that comes from years of experience in using that distro. Like I felt comfortable talking about Debian in my last longer video because Debian is something I've used for years now. I, I can I can talk about it from a place of experience. Um, it's it's weird when you know folks try something and after ten seconds on it, they're like, "Well, it looks like this. It feels like this." So I'm gonna click through it and make a video. You know, the, I, so much of the stuff we see is that. I love when creators go into more detail. <laughs> that's like, I, I, I think that's great. Um, uh, it, it, a video showing off a new distro should hopefully be longer than like five minutes. That's what I'll say. Um, let's see. Springles. If you don't like the wallpaper, just go download a new wallpaper. Um, it's true. Absolutely. Boris asks, what do I think of rices? Um, are we talking about the the term for modifying a distro to uh, have a lot more eye candy? Because <laughs> if we are, I mean, I'm, I'm in favor of it if you want to do it. If you want to take the time and, and you know, snazzy up your distro, you should do it. Um, and if you want to then re-release that as something other people can use, I think that's fantastic. Um, I I don't tend to spend a lot of time on that myself, but part of that's because I'm busy. And part of that's because I generally think that we've gotten pretty good at making pretty looking Linux desktops. At least I think they're pretty. Um, let's see. Uh, Bubba says uh, they are a little concerned about Linux Mint and XFCE going to Wayland. I'm an NVIDIA GPU and a gamer. Do I think all upgrades will go smoothly? No. <laughs> they will not. Um, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be tough. Um, we have to go to Wayland. Eventually, we got to get there. Um, or something else. I, I don't know. Maybe somebody can pick up X. Um, I doubt it. Um, I'm hesitant about uh, 
making the change myself day to day. Um, I'm on Pop! OS, which is still using X, um, and it, it works fine for me. Uh, but that being said, we have to move at some point. And I, I trust that as more distros get there, I think hopefully at some point NVIDIA is a thing of the past with this, or at least the NVIDIA problems are a thing of the past. Um, yeah, I Springles as Wayland is not NVIDIA, um, which is true. Uh, I, I, I don't use NVIDIA cards myself. I don't recommend them either, um, unless you have a really specific need for it, like specific uh, graphics modes that you need or something that only NVIDIA is providing. I use AMD. I'm fine with AMD. It works for me. Um, JM says pop is quite pretty. It is. And that gets to part of what I want to talk about here, which is oftentimes we, in discussing distros, we're talking about the look and feel. Should we be? Should that be as much of a concern as we've been making it out to be in the creator space for Linux and the people making Linux content space because, you know, I've thought about doing a video where I just do four different desktop environments or like six different desktop environments. I don't even know. Um, something like I install Vanilla Arch and then I just go through every single full desktop environment that Arch lets you install in the installer script. And then we just look and see and make a just a direct comparison between them. Because I think so much of what people get hung up on with the distro is really just how they feel about the desktop environment, which isn't all that big of a deal. I'm using Pop! OS, but like I can put KDE Plasma on this in a minute, and I have in the past for lots of different testing things. I think it's a good deal. Um, let's see. So I'd love to know your thoughts on that. If you're if you're seeing this in the live stream, leave a comment. If you're if you're catching this in the podcast, um, I got a contact form on my website. You can <laughs> check that out at vkc.sh, um, which will be fantastic. Uh, reading through the comments, we're seeing some of the there. Are, a lot of people are talking about distros they like that they either they think they're pretty or they they like the functionality they're getting from it. Um, John says, I think people who see Linux as the hobby like many distros more and people who use Linux for work are less interested in them and just want things to work. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. I think as we use Linux professionally, we also tend to become a lot less tribalistic about these things. Um, you know, I'm mostly in the uh, Debian family for most of my work, but for a lot of my COBOL stuff, I'm not because the COBOL vendors tend to test on Red Hat. And so like, I use both and it's not that big of a deal. I mean, every now and again, I'll, I'll have to tweak a script or something because I wrote it thinking thinking Ubuntu and I forget that I'm really on rel right now. That that happens with me. But I mean, 
do I have a strong opinion on what people should use? And like one of these is evil and one of these is great. No, of course not. And I think, I think most professionals are the same way. Zero says, just stick to the CLI. Your life will be better off. I have a video about this. Um, you shouldn't just stick to the CLI if it's not what you want to do. But if you want to use the, the command line for everything, do it. <laughs> it's, it's great. I like the command line. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a terminal nerd. I've, I've talked about that for a while. Um, let's see. I have a friend who's a system in Springle says, I have a friend who's a system admin who swears to use Linux at home because they use Linux for most of the day. I said this wrong. <sighs> I have a friend who is a system admin who swears to use Windows at home because they use Linux for most of the day. I've never heard that before. Um, most people I hear it's the opposite. Like there's an old joke among system administrators, which is um, we use Linux at home because we know Windows and Windows pays the bills. Um, something like that. I told it wrong. Some somebody who knows how that joke goes, leave me a comment. I'll 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 say that joke again the right way when I'm reading it, because <laughs> I don't necessarily remember exactly how it goes. It's like Windows pays the bills, Linux gives the thrills, or something like that. I I don't know. I'm 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 I've I know I've heard the joke before. Um, Heated Pool and Bar says, I agree, people are too hung up on desktop environments when package managers are a bigger difference. Yes. Um, the package manager is huge and, and preference like over a learned package manager and the differences between them, that's so much more important than how it looks. You know, whether you're using Plasma or GNOME or whether you're using... Uh, you know, whatever you're using, I, I so much of this should really be based on the the tooling, the specific tools that are shipped, and how often those packages are updated, and who's doing the updating, and all of that. That's where I think so much of this is actually important. Regal it says, did the distro hopping MX is still on my PCs? MX isn't bad. MX is a, is a good solid thing. App needs to get parallel downloading by default. Um, Apt needs a lot of options, um, but it it has there there's I think to a certain extent a bit of technical debt that it inherits from it being the active tool for so long and the tool that so many distros downstream use i i think there's a there's a the heaviness to it that doesn't mean it's bad it just means there's there's a lot to learn and a lot to digest and a lot to work through in i think any sort of change that you would make to it i mean how many scripts are dependent on it that's that's just a a thing. Jefferson says, I treat Linux distros as just glorified containers for Vim. Yep, that's it. Um, Boris, with the uh, with my favorite comment so far, documentation and community support also matters. Yes. This, and this is actually, I think, the biggest thing about distros and what matters is 
What does the community look like behind it? How are you going to get help when you have an issue that comes up? Because I, I think that's super significant. And, you know, like I'm, I'm a Debian person myself in terms of my first line on a server. But here's the thing. I'm going to make a, a, a bold statement, which I think I've made before. I might have said this before. I think Arch is actually easier to install and get going on than Debian as of right now, as of February 4th, 2023. Here's why. Right now, you have to know if you need the non-free or free. You have to know what size image you need. You have to go digging through different parts of the website for Debian in order to figure it out. Whereas with Arch, they have an install script and the best wiki of any Linux distribution that's ever been. Arch has a lot going for it in terms of ease of use because of the immense lift of the community. Now, that doesn't mean Debian hasn't put in that same attempt at working, but Debian's website feels like a fractured mess. I'm sorry, it just does. And hopefully that's something that's being worked on, um, especially with the move to the non-free by default that's going to be huge. Um, or I should say incorporating free and non-free into the same installer. I, I think that's going to be huge. I at one point thought about spinning up a web service where it just asks you a few questions and then pumps out the right <laughs> installer for Debian because it's just so hard to figure out on your own. And I, I, I've made mistakes. I've made mistakes in the last month getting the right Debian going. And like, I do this for a living. So, I mean, it, it's a problem. And I think that is, is, is a big thing. Arches, Jefferson says, Arches Wiki is unmatched. Yep, I completely agree. Um, lots of love for Boris's comment. <laughs> <laughs> which I'm seeing. Yes, it's 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 perfect. Um Jimmy, thank you um for the tip. I appreciate it. Um wow, that's Jimmy Blake. Um thank you so much. You're awesome. That's that's fantastic. Um okay, yep. Springles says finding the non-free ISO is also is a pain. Yeah, that's 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 a problem. And in this way, I think Debian's making amends now, but I think in the past, Debian has, the community around Debian's hurting because of the decision to make these things so hard to find on the website and, and just making these things more complicated than they need to be. Um, I also think Debian could benefit from some additional tooling around the installer and just, you know, some more default options. Generally speaking, I think Debian's pretty easy to install, but I'm a system administrator. If I handed Debian to a complete beginner, it on paper is a great distro for them because it's relatively slow to update, but Flatpak is just a couple of clicks away and you can typically get some pretty good stuff. But holy cow, the installer asks a lot of questions and that can really throw people off. Um, 
The best installer that I've used recently is the Pop! OS installer. I, I think the Pop! OS installer is just, it walks you through sane defaults, quick and nimble, things are where you expect them to be. The, it doesn't have the fedora issue of the buttons are on the wrong side <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of the Pop! OS installer. Um, it's, it's truly something. Let's see. Yep. Jefferson says, I believe I'm not the only one that reads Arch's wiki, even when using a different distro. Arch's wiki is some of the best documentation for Linux, period. Like, those folks know what they're doing when it comes to, like, maintain, like, running a tight ship on that wiki. And, like, especially for uh, CLI programs that you might have to use on a daily basis, um, sometimes you can just go to the Arch wiki and just get the best possible description of how to use it. And you learn more sometimes from the Arch wiki than official documentation. So, yeah, Arch wiki is, is amazing. Lots of love for the ArchWiki in here. Okay, so instead of Wayland, Nasir says, instead of Wayland, they should have reworked X and made X12. I need to get that as a sound effect because that's fun. Um, let's see. Uh, Derek wants to know... Um, okay, so this is just general comments here, but Derek wants to know a little bit about um, education. I don't have a CS degree, Um so Derek asked, um, tell us about your degree, how you keep yourself updated with InfoSec news, and recommend a few Twitter folks. Um, I don't use Twitter. <laughs> Haven't in about a year now. Um, I think my life got a lot better once I got off Twitter. Um, so that's just me personally. Um, I recommend it to anybody who you know, just use less social media. Your life gets a lot better with less social media. Um, my degree is not in uh, computer science at all. I have a BA. Um, it's in sociology, which comes as a shock, but um, it's fun and I like it. Uh, I got into technology by random chance, as these things tend to be. Um, and I picked up COBOL because I used to work in government, and that's <laughs> it's a thing. Um, so that's where that kind of just came from. How I keep up to date with InfoSec news, I do a lot of RSS feeds. I have a video on my channel about Newsboat, which is my RSS feed reader. Um, I'm working on part two. I just keep reworking part two. Um, Bubba says Debian sucks. Um, no, it doesn't. That's 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 not no. And and don't do that. Don't do this whole like X sucks. Here's why. Like that's just nonsense. And I'm a very firm, very strong believer that like the best distro is the one you like using. And it doesn't matter if the internet doesn't like it or if they're telling you they don't like it. You know, like people pick on Linux Mint. They say Linux Mint is for grandparents or Linux Mint is like old people Linux. And, you know, honestly, that's just toxic nonsense. Um, it's fine. Linux Mint is great. If, you, if you're getting work done on Linux Mint, use Linux Mint. Um, if you get work done on Ubuntu, use Ubuntu. If you're getting work done on Arch, 
use Arch. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Same thing with Gentoo or Debian or any of these other ones. Like, they all have a place. And picking on stuff is, is it just pushes people away. And I'm, I'm not here for that. And, and I feel very strongly that we as a community need to get beyond that because it just pushes people away. And I, I don't like that at all. Um, let's see. Uh, Reread says, I use Ubuntu as a surfing machine and install the audio studio distro for DAW use. I'm just a user mostly. I do run Ubuntu server on my NAS, but that's about it. I don't miss Windows at all. Ubuntu is a great NAS system. Like a lot of people use Ubuntu as just a server. And it just plugs away happily for, for years and years. And I think that's fantastic. Um, Juan asks, do I think COBOL was a great first language for me? Would I have preferred to learn a different language as my first? COBOL was not actually my first language. Um, my first language technically was basic. If we want to get right down to it, basic was my first language. Um, Cause I learned on ancient hardware from when I was a child. So <laughs> that uh, basic was my first programming language. Um, my first language that I used professionally was probably um, Visual Basic. Uh, and, but my first language that I used like regular as a dev, you know, like getting into the dev space, um, is probably Python. Um, but eventually I picked up COBOL because working in government, um, it was just a thing and eventually it, it kind of blew up. Learning COBOL or Fortran or any number of legacy languages is a good thing if you want job security. That's all I'll say about it. Um, it's not for everybody. So there you go. Uh, let's see. Uh, you know, let's, I, I wanted to share, I got some comments from patrons and from Mastodon. So I wanna talk about some of these real quick and get some feedback from the audience here. Uh, one of my patrons called a distro a flavor of Linux with philosophies and systems, et cetera, which set them apart from one another. And I, I, I wanted to see what people thought about distros as a flavor, because I, I liked that language. I was struck by that language. Um, it's, in a lot of ways, most Linux distros to me start to feel the same after a while. Like it doesn't matter so much if I'm on Debian or Red Hat, I'm doing the same stuff. I mean, I'm changing a few commands here and there, but I'm mostly doing the same stuff. Um, it's It really is, I think, just a, a, a perspective of preference, but also a perspective of tooling and the tools you need to get a job done. And I think that's the part that's important is that you are getting what you need done. And the flavor is less important in the end. It, it can matter for your comfort. Like I like vanilla, but like if I wanna eat ice cream and all my options are chocolate and strawberry, well, I'll probably be okay. Um, and that's, that's how I think we should treat the Linux distros. Um, generally speaking, they're all good. They're all, you know, it's Linux. Like we, we like Linux, but 
for the most part, they're all good. Um, Aaron on Mastodon said, a distro is like a make of a car and a desktop environment is like the specific type, like a sedan or a truck, that sort of thing. I, I liked that analogy quite a bit. Um, I thought that was an excellent analogy because it, it really, like you, what I like about this analogy is that it explains that the desktop environment can move with you from distro to distro. You can be an Ubuntu user and get to know KDE Plasma really well with their Kubuntu and then decide, oh, I'm going to change to Fedora, but I'm going to install Plasma because that's what I like. And that's really neat. That's a fantastic feature that we don't talk about all that often in like the Linux creator space. And I, I wish we did. Um, which I think is kind of cool. Let's see. Uh, to be clear, when we talk about distros, are we only talking about Norma? I'm not sure what Norma is. Um, I think the, the dictionary definition of a Linux distro is any operating system using the Linux kernel. That's the dictionary definition. I think I would extend that to say it's also the community behind it. And that's super important. And, and we shouldn't shy away from that. I, I think that's a very important feature because the community is what makes it feel like something you can use day to day. That's, that's my take on it. Um, Let's okay. Bromine says I meant normal. Okay, okay. So let me reread that. Are we talking about normal distros? Um, I would say anything's a distro that if it meets that definition of an operating system with the Linux kernel, like Kubuntu. I would call it a different distro than Ubuntu because they've made different choices around the package management and some of the other tooling. Um, that's my personal belief. Uh, I know some people don't think that. Some people, you know, like Arch arguably isn't doing that. So is Arch with Plasma a different distro than Arch with with Gnome? And probably not because you got to decide what you wanted to do. Um, but if some, like if let's say Manjaro has um, an Arch spin and then they're doing plasma on one side and then you can install gnome with a different iso and a different process i mean is that a different distro i don't know i mean i always describe it as i'm using manjaro with gnome but maybe that's not a different distro than manjaro with with kde i i, I don't know i in the end it probably doesn't matter too much but you know, you you decide. I, I think that's good. Um, ooh, the comments have, I just saw the word Stallman. I, maybe I should block the word Stallman. <laughs> it's fine. You, you, you all can talk about Stallman. I'm not gonna, I, I don't want to expose myself to uh, drama that way. Um, let's see. Oh, lots of people talking about Fortran in the comments. That's exciting. Uh, Raspbian for x86 is kind of cool. I like Raspbian. I, I generally think Raspbian's a good good choice. 
um, or what is it, Raspberry Pi OS now. Um, I think it's a good choice. I, I, I like it. I'm a, I'm, I'm a fan. Let's see. Uh, we had, okay, there was another one. Another person on Mastodon said, a distro is like a country and a desktop is like the city inside. Now, I thought that was a pretty good analogy to describe the the over under part of it, but but I think it might be missing something in that the desktop environment can be ported from distro to distro. And so in in that way it's not like a city because city you can't move a city from one one country to another not easily anyway. Um Let's see. So I, I I I didn't know how I felt about that. I it's it's a good basic description. I I don't think it's it's the best one that I would use for everything, but I I get where they're coming from. Um Let's see. Oh, there's some good conversation happening in the comments here. The window manager doesn't change the OS. Yes, I completely agree. The window manager is it's a it's a that's a that's a tool in the OS. Where I think it it differs is if the entity behind the distribution is doing something specific with that window manager or that desktop environment that makes it now have its own community. And a good example of that would be Ubuntu and Kubuntu, because Kubuntu has a completely different, it doesn't have a different ecosystem of packages and, and repos and things, but Kubuntu has a different vibe when it comes to the community behind it. And that's not nothing. <laughs> that's something. In my mind, it's a different distro. I don't know that it's a different distro, but in my mind, it's a different distro. Like I, in my head canon, it's a different distro. Uh, Matt noticed my repair manifesto poster in the background. Yes, it's from iFixit, um, which is exciting. Uh, there's also a dead Cardassian in the background. I've been wondering <laughs> if that's too much. Um, it's kind of a fun thing I got. Um, Jefferson asks, will you ever see GNOME on Windows or KDE on Windows? How about the Mac? Um, I, I don't know. I, do we need it? I mean, is there, like, I think uh, getting some tooling for these things is great, but I do, do they need to go to Windows? And, and would Microsoft be okay with that? And I think the answer is probably no. Um, yeah, Kub Springle says, Kubuntu has a whole different philosophy. It becomes a GNOME versus KDE thing, different purposes, different philosophy. That's kind of where my, my head is at with it, is that, in my mind, that makes it different, um, makes it a different distro. Let's see. Uh, I, there's so many comments. Okay. Have I played Super Tux Card? Um, yes, it's fun. Um, <laughs> at some point, I should just do a live stream where I play like the Linux free games and we just talk about that. 
Um, let's see. Oh, and so Trenton, um, thanks for the analogy connection. Yeah, your your analogy is great. I think your analogy is a really good analogy. Um, the that's the distro is like a country, a desktop is like a city inside. I actually think that's a pretty good analogy when it comes to the desktop experience. The entirety of it's like a city inside. The desktop environment itself, I think, is it's more like a city plan. And you can port that city plan to another city and, and it'll be fine. I think the 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 analogy of the desktop experience as being like a city inside a country. I think that's pretty solid. Um, let's see. Ooh, Windows subsystem for Linux has come up. Oh boy. Um, here's So I'm just to talk about WSL because I, I don't want to get too into it. If you're getting work done in WSL and you're completely comfortable working in Windows subsystem for Linux and you're happy and and that's the extent to which you're interested in Linux, I, I'm not going to stop you. Um, the thing is, anytime I make a video about Linux, and I make a lot of them because it's a Linux channel, um, there's always at least a couple of comments from people saying, just use Windows subsystem for Linux. And it's a weird comment. Um, for one, if you're a dev and you're working in the Linux stack, it's 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 not enough all the time. Like, I mean, for some people it can be, but but for a lot of people it isn't. Um, that being said, there's also reasons to use Linux on the desktop. Like, for one, I don't remember the last time I bought a computer with a Windows license. So for me, it would be an added expense I would never consider. Um, beyond that, I have preferences. And my preference is toward Linux. Um, has been for 20 years, just about. If you want to use Windows Subsystem for Linux, do it. But if you don't, don't like I, I don't just don't tell people what to do. I I that thing just bothers me. Um, <laughs> Veronica Games could totally be a thing. Yes, absolutely. Let's see. Um, oh, people are people are talking. Um, <laughs> okay, so I wanted to you know before we get to. Uh, far into the weeds here and away from the distro. I wanted to, to ask the, the folks watching a few questions. So this is going to be some give and take, but here we're going to change gears. We're going to talk about Veronica Explains, the YouTube experience. So I've thought about doing shorts, but every time I do a short, it like has so far caused my sub count to drop as a result. And I kind of see why, because I have complicated feelings about like mimicking TikTok. That being said, as I'm talking to friends who do this sort of thing for a living, they're actually now recently seeing shorts helping their channel. They're actually gaining subs from shorts, whereas before, a few months ago, they were losing them. So it has me wondering, should I do these you know, that like stinger video that I put at the beginning of this, should that be a short? And I'm thinking I'm going to put out a poll because I want to see what you, what you all say because you all are the viewers who actually watch. 
Should I make word of the week shorts as YouTube shorts? Yes, do shorts. No, don't do shorts. I'm asking the community. Here we go. Okay. So it's, it's out there. It's in the poll. <laughs> I'm asking because I like some of me thinks that if it brings people in, that's a good thing. We like that. We we like getting people in. And you know, I think these little like word of the week stinger videos, like I I think that's probably okay. Um what I don't like is like the silly I mean, I like my silly, my kind of like, what's the word for it? Snarky, attitude-y kind of silly. But, you know, people do like, like they're, they're holding a server and like there's a meme going around and they're like, they're trying to pretend it's TikTok. And that's fine for them. If they like it, that's cool. I'm, I'm happy about it. But I, it's not me. And I don't think it's going to be me. So the kind of video I'm thinking about doing for shorts is like this kind of short video that I did at the front. And I'm going to play it again because I want people to see it. I want to hear your feelings on it. So here is the word of the week stinger video. And I want to hear what you all think. Word of the week. The Veronica Explains word of the week is distro. Distro is short for distribution. And a Linux distro is any operating system using the Linux kernel. In practice, a Linux distro is a collection of software including a Linux kernel, system tools, some kind of window management stack, and often a desktop environment. It can be confusing to choose a distro, and lots of folks on the internet have strong opinions about what's best and what isn't. My advice is to hop around use more than one, and just enjoy the complicated world of using Linux. This has been the Veronica Explains Word of the Week. Stay tuned to this channel for more friendly tips. So I guess my thought on it is that I would do like that kind of video as a short. And then I would do a live stream where I show you that video and then and then we talk about it together. And then that would form a podcast that people can listen to later if they don't feel like watching the live stream. So it's kind of hitting everything from all angles. And I'm wanting people's opinion on it because honestly, it's, it's a lot. And like, I know it's a lot. Like I know people have conflicting opinions on shorts, but one of the things I put out one of those videos as a non-short, but as a short video and YouTube like ripped me a new one for it in the, in terms of how they said it was going to affect me in the algorithm. It seems clear that if I put out a short video as a non-short, it's going to ding me on my long form content. And I don't want that either because, you know, my channel is still 
growing. It's it's becoming a bigger thing, and we're getting more community involved, and I'm I'm excited about it. Plus, I'd like to be able to do this for a living potentially at some point, and <laughs> it would be really kind of nice. Um, let's see. William asks, "Who is your target audience?" Any Linux user. That's my target audience. Um, Yep. Okay. People are saying not portrait mode. I would I would do it as a square. <laughs> I like the square mode better. Um, I think I can do that. Uh, let's see. Like the video, not the format. Yeah. See, it's just the kind of thing I I think. Now I was thinking about doing those shorter videos and then putting them on PeerTube, in the you know sixteen nine kind of format, but. Ooh, Bubba's challenged me to a game of Bop It. Do I have Bop It around? I don't have Bop It around. And Bop It's in the living room. <laughs> um, yeah, it's really a shame how much I'm at the mercy of the algorithm. I think it's it's a shame too. What would be really nice is if you could, as a creator, share videos, like, like reposting videos from other people and have it link to them in some sort of dynamic way, kind of like retweeting, but for video. Um, that would be super because that would help beat the algorithm because if you are subscribed to a channel and then that channel watches something that they think their audience would be into, that'd be huge. I think that'd be super cool. Um, Second John says I should put the short on a second channel and the short on the main win-win. Um, I could do that. Second channel is hard. That's that's a challenge. Um, only because from a mind space perspective, it's hard to keep track of it all. Um, let's see. Linux quiz game short variant. <laughs> You're giving me too many options. Um, Zoe asks, am I on Odyssey? No, I'm not on Odyssey, and I don't plan to be on Odyssey. Um, I think I've talked about Odyssey in the past. Um, I mean, if you like Odyssey, that's cool, whatever. I tend to like moderation um, because I get attacked in the comments. <laughs> and it's, it just it isn't my kind of cup of tea. Um, every time I've been on Odyssey, the uh, comments sections are so much of a mess that I don't want to put myself through that. And I think that's fair. So that's that's why no Odyssey for me. Um, YouTube and PeerTube is enough, it's fine. Um, start with a short, do a training video on, yeah, see, that's why I'm thinking the stinger is kind of the training video and then do the live video. I, I, I like that. Um, Leftover Beefcake says, I'm old enough to remember when YouTube had video responses. Yeah, me too. Um, there was a thing. Oh no, somebody says I should do the Linux rap tune. It's not gonna happen. You're not gonna see me do a Linux rap tune. Um, that's that's not happening. Um, with collabs though, I am hoping to do these word of the week live streams more or less with guests most of the time. So if you've got guests, you know, tell them to contact me. I'm on the web at vkc.sh, which I should have had that as a stinger for this too, but I didn't. I didn't set that up today. Um, yep, lots of people are talking about Odyssey in the comments. That's it's it, it. I mean, if if you're not getting attacked on Odyssey, cool. You know, that's that's neat. Um, and you know, if people want to use it, 
I, I don't have a problem with people using it. Like, I genuinely think to each their own when it comes to this sort of thing. I just don't want to be there. And it's like, it's, it's like you can like a punk bar or you can like a, like a fine wine tasting kind of place or, you know, you can, you can like a country jamboree bar, you know, like wherever you want to go hang out with people. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just, I might not want to go like I'm 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 the punk. I don't necessarily want to go to the the wine tasting place. <laughs> like that's just me. Um let's see. So anyway, I we're I I think it's it's almost 10 o'clock. So I think 10 o'clock my time. It's almost my bedtime. So um I think we're going to take the stream down here. I think we had some excellent conversation about the distro and whether or not it matters. That's the big thing I was hoping to get from this. And I feel like we, we accomplished that, which I think is cool. Um, as always, thank you so much to all of you and your comments and your your all, all of your like dopamine hits that you're giving me because it's huge. It, it helps me feel good about doing this stuff. And I'm I'm just so grateful for all of you and yeah, it's just, it's amazing. And so thank you. Thank you to all of you who've commented. Keep them coming. I try to read as much of it as I can. Um, and as always, Linux is awesome. And so are you.